0: Most of you will agree with me that everybody has a story. Some people have one that's a little more dramatic than others. Some have more tragedy in their lives than others. Some have truly had what seems to be more than their share of problems and all kinds of things that have happened to them or their loved ones. But everybody has a story. So if I said to you, tell me your story. Where were you born and raised? What did you do? Where'd you go to school? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the kind of things they ask you when you sign up for Facebook. But that's not what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about what is your story that nobody else may really know. You can put on a happy face, and you can put on your church face and your good clothes and fix your hair and put on your nice makeup and a good little outfit, and you can say, I'm fine, we're fine, everybody's fine, I'm just doing great, and how are you doing? No, everybody's got something going on. Why do we try to deceive each other? When I have a problem, I go straight to my strong prayer war when I have something bad or sad that happens in my life, I do the very same. I want people to be with me that I know and love. I want to be with somebody that's positive. I don't want anybody that's just down and oh, you boring thing. And so I deal with you know having been a high school, teacher, and helping start the alternative school for troubled kids, and having been a troubled teenager myself, the first thing that I did was to tell these students, starting after about my 10th year of teaching, I didn't, it took me 10 years to gain confidence enough to tell the high school students that were going through things that I'd been through similar things myself. You know, some people would say, well, they don't want their teacher to tell them all that stuff. Why would you share all that? Well, first of all, because it makes me real. They see that I'm not just, oh, I'm a wonderful teacher, and you have to live up to my expectations. Reminds me of the great scripture that my friend and I love to tease about, where the Pharisees stood on the street corner saying, oh, thank God I'm not like one of them. And they looked down at this old sinning tax collector who was humbly bowing on the street corner saying, God, please help me. I need you. I'm nothing but a sinner. You know, why would we, who are we trying to impress? I'm past those days. Some of us lived in those days for a while, but so what? So what did it gain us? It may have given us temporary pleasure, prestige, or something like that. But every platform that I was given by God was to bear my soul, to write a book, to tell others my story. And then they would open up and tell me th- theirs. When I would be speaking at some function, whether it was an educational function or a business group, I would always somehow incorporate, not in detail, But my story was Troubled Teen to Teacher of the Year, and later on, Hall of Shame to Teacher's Hall of Fame. So I had the platform because of what notoriety or success was achieved in this field. But I also knew that it wasn't just to say, look how great I am. It was to allow others to say, what did you do? How can I be helped? And how can I help others? So Several times through the years, I have found myself being called on to help people who are writing a book tell their story, or even better, one of my um, good friends and I decided that when we were in church, why not get, quote, the stories, unquote, of some of the people in our church, such as the pastor, the choir director, elders, deacons, and the lay members like we were, just the people that go to church and sit on the pews. Everybody has a story. So we came up with writing this book called the Master's Hand. And it's compiled by us with the foreword by our pastor. And on the back it says, True Stories by 50 Men and Women Whose Lives Have Been Forever Changed by the Master's Hand. And it says, Chains Have Been Broken from Abuse, Alcoholism, Cancer, Depression, disease, divorce, drugs, eating disorders, grief, sexual problems, poverty, promiscuity, even suicide attempts. And each one of these was written by someone who completely had dwelt in this. Phase of their life not by choice but was choosing to get out of it and to help others by telling their story. I have never had extreme heart wrenching grief, but I have dealt with most of the other things except extreme disease issues. I have not had to deal with that or divorce, but just about everything else except cancer. I have dealt with. And you may have one specifically where you feel more qualified to help somebody else. That's why I always say in any of my groups, if you know somebody who's going through something that you've already been through, and you're at least halfway, if not all the way out of that, grab them and help them. We can't do it in person and with a hug anymore because of what we're going through right now with this corona, but you can call them, you can write them, you can send them text messages throughout the day, you can email them, whatever it is that you can help them through. One of the ladies that is in my group that is going through a horrific divorce right now. It's been an ongoing two-year battle where the kids are being pulled back and forth, where it seems like there's never going to be an end to it. They can't agree on some of the things or perhaps all of the things. And I only know when I see her grief and when I hear her, even though she prays and she trusts God, I still know her heart is hurting deeply But I can't say, I know how you feel, because I don't. I've never experienced that, even in my immediate family. We've had a history of long-term marriages. That doesn't mean we're doing anything extra special. It just means that we've been dealing with other issues. So my friend, if that's what you're going through right now and you hear somebody else is suddenly going through a divorce or somebody had a death in the family or somebody else had a problem with suicide or depression or other issues, take time to just send them a note, write them a letter, call them, text them, whatever it takes to let them know that somebody is there Praying for them. And then when you're going through something like that, let it be known. Don't isolate and hide and say, I don't have any problems. Find somebody else that will be your advocate on your side. And I'll tell you the first one to run to. There is one who sticks closer than a brother. There is one who is called our advocate, our counselor, and he is our prince of peace. And when you know, that you have a personal relationship with Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Not even El Padre, sino mí. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So, Father God, right now I pray for that one, whatever their issue, whatever their problem, that you would wrap your arms around them. There's no virus that will keep you from them. And God, I just ask that you would direct them to somebody, something, some article, some book, some song, some hand that will guide them and lead them. And first of all, if they've never trusted in you as their Savior, may that be the first step of what they do today to simply A, B, C, admit they're a sinner, B, believe that you so loved the world. God, you gave your only begotten Son Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes should not perish, but have eternal life. And you've promised abundant life, not free from all of this pain and stuff we have here, but that you'd be with us in the midst of it. And my friend, if you can just admit and believe and just speak it, talk to him right now, all by yourself or call a friend that you know that is a Christian and he's waiting. He's been waiting, knocking patiently at your door. Will you open it today? I know I'm so glad I did. I was 23 years old, and I was rescued by the King of Kings. Thanks for being with me today. I want to introduce you to my Savior. His name is Jesus Cristo Jesus. Mon Dios. Whatever language, he is God.